last day. What an exciting time. As you can probably tell, I have a brand new microphone, which is hopefully going to enable clearer sound, clearer mind, clearer intentions. And also it's cool having a new product to be able to use and maximize to your full potential. And today, really, I just wanted to touch on a couple things. Gratitude, family, being present with yourself every single day. And I must say I'm grateful for a few things today. Number one is having this new this new device which enables me to be clearer with my words and my sound. Hopefully it's aesthetically pleasing on the ear. But I'm also grateful for something that happened over the weekend. Um, my mom came over from South Africa to the UK. She's visiting and it was such a beautiful moment when I was standing at the arrivals of Heathrow International waiting for her to come through the doors and to see that beautiful, beautiful smile on your mother's face is irreplaceable and it just brought me such joy and such happiness and such gratitude at the end of the day because I thought this is someone I aspire to be like every single day I admire and I just love so much and you, I guess, forget the impact that people have on you when you spend time away from them. And then when you come close again to them, that that's reignited. And so those are the two main things that I'm grateful for after this weekend. Um, one of them being extremely materialistic and the other being extremely spiritual. Which sort of leads me to something else I was thinking about lately is having that, that correct balance in what we have in our lives and what we aspire to have in our lives, whether that is something materialistic, whether it's something spiritual, monetary, an experience. There's no right or wrong answer to any way of living life and any way of approaching life. You know, if you if you like things, if you like the material side of things, there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think that there needs to be a balance with the materialistic side of things and the spiritual side of things. Do you know what I'm saying? Where we can't be overrun and overruled by our emotions and our spiritual aspect. And we also can't be overruled by the physicality of what life presents itself. And I've probably mentioned it in a few episodes before, but we have this intense focus on the material side of things in in the current world in society and there's a constant need and a constant want for more for that instant gratification but we don't often let it sit with ourselves we don't let it settle we don't fully absorb it and what these things actually mean to us however the main crux of today is is touching on gratification and giving thanks and showing gratitude and it might be something that I've spoken about before but there's been a few things of late that I thought would be worth bringing up and mentioning again 
about gratitude because we have so much to be grateful for every single day when we wake up and we take our first breath our first full inhale that sort of what we do at the beginning of every podcast but that is a gift in itself and that's something to be grateful for and then when we step out of bed and look outside the window whether it's sun, rain, cloud, wind, snow, wherever you are in the world, let's be grateful for that. It's energy that the earth is providing us. It's providing the environment, the ecosystems for every little thing to survive. We take a lot of things for granted. The sun on our skin, something that plants need essentially to create energy and produce which in turn animals will eat, internalize that energy, and provide more energy for other animals. If you think of the Buddhist culture, the Buddhist way of living, it's treating every animal with respect and with gratitude because we know that without them there is no us. Arguably, there is them without us. But there's no us without them. And so just showing that gratitude for what we consume on a daily basis is important. To know what we're putting in our bodies. Thanking whoever, whatever. We're just giving thanks for what we have on a day-to-day basis. And lately I've been feeling extremely grateful for the people in my life, you know, getting up, moving to a a different country, as I've mentioned before a few times, it's not easy, and to adapt and acclimatize to the situation, to work, to new people, it's tough, but I'm so grateful to have the right people around me at this point in time who are improving my day little by little. Whether it's the small things or the big things, the big gestures, the moments that we have with these people are so special to us. They're so true to creating the person that we're trying to become. We can't forget that we're molded by everything around us. We are a product of our experiences. We're a product of the things we hear, the smells, the things we taste, the knowledge that we absorb from others the lessons that we learn from those around us, the things we watch on media, even the music that we listen to. I actually saw something really incredible the other day about how music affects us in such a profound way that it can actually change our personalities to a certain extent. So if we continuously listen to a certain type of music, The energy and the frequency and the vibration from that music actually enhances our own vibrations. If you think about it, when you try to do a meditation and you have powerful megahertz, if you will, or specific hertz that you're listening to, a specific frequency, it puts you in that zone, it puts you in that zen state of meditation. But the same can be said with normal sounds that we hear every day when we wake up and the first song that comes up on our playlist can either set us on the right foot or it can knock us back a couple steps 
I noticed this actually this last week and every day while I was reading a specific book, it was a book, uh, sort of a, a documentary, if you will, about the life of Bob Marley. I think it's called So Much Things to Say by Roger Steffens. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. It's a fantastic book and it, it teaches you so much about the things that we don't actually know or haven't ever heard about the great king, Bob Marley. I'm slightly biased. But while I was reading that book, I was listening only to reggae. So I was listening to Bob Marley. I was listening to Bunny Whaler. I was listening to Peter Tosh, whoever. And every morning, regardless of what was going on around me, situation-wise at work or with family or with friends or whatever the case was, it put me in such a Zen state. I was so calm. I was so in tune with myself. And yes, you know, you have your moments during the day where things possibly go wrong. You have a bit of a hiccup. You might get irritated with people. You might get extremely excited by some people. But the point is, at least every day I was setting myself on the right course. And look, it's not going to be the same for everyone. I'm not saying that you need to listen to reggae music every morning to set you on the right course. But whatever you vibe with and whatever gives you pleasure even if that's extreme heavy metal and you're listening to metallica do it let that dictate the vibe on which you are going to surf for the rest of the day because that's what it does it, it gets those waves going which you can then surf for the rest of the day and i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for the lessons that I've learned through music, the stories that have been told through music, I'm grateful for that. It's a powerful thing, music, and if we can connect with it in a way that we haven't thought before, then we're the lucky ones. We're gaining something from that, and I think that's important. I used to, when I was growing up, I used to listen to um, some sort of classical music lullabies as a kid. It's the only way I was able to get to sleep. Because I think as a kid you've got so much going on in your mind, you know. You've just had the most amazing day at school and you've got a, a play date booked with your best friend tomorrow and that's all you're thinking about and your mind's just racing all over the place. And to be quite frank, it's no different the older you get just becomes a little bit more stressful. But when I was younger, I used to listen to these um, lullabies, these, you know, symphonic lullabies, if you will. And there was even, I think, um, the Bee Gees. My mom actually might have got me a, a CD with the Bee Gees on it, which, you know, I guess that's where my, my love of the Bee Gees started when I was a kid. But, you know, as a kid, listening to that and needing that to go to sleep was powerful it was calming it was it was probably the first forms of meditation that i had and interestingly enough that slowly evolved from i guess symphonic orchestra lullabies to native american sounds and i'll, I'll never forget i went on a trip to australia when i was i think six and we went to this this i guess native american spiritual healing 
type shop. We went in there and I was fixated on this one specific CD which had these beautiful pictures of wolves on it. Uh, and the CD was actually called Wolves by Michael Cusson. And I just wanted that. I didn't know why. I just wanted that. And I said to my mom, I need that. Please, can you get that for me? That's all I wanted as a kid. I didn't want Lego. I mean, I might have wanted a couple other things. But that was the main thing that I wanted. Because I was just drawn to it. The energy was attracting me. And it's all I listened to. Probably for the next six or seven years. You know, I was I was 13, 14 when I was still listening to that Native American CD every single night as a way to to slow down, to get into that Zen state. And to be to be honest with you, I'm not quite sure why I moved away from it. Probably because I was worried that if I had any friends over, I wouldn't be able to sleep unless I put the music on and then was notably worried about what they would think about me <laughs> listening to this Native American CD to fall asleep being a 13, 14 year old. And so I stopped. I sort of unlearned that need for, you know, listening to some sort of music before I went to sleep. And I stopped. Didn't do that for a while. And I've noticed uh, my internal spiritual need for that again. And I've started started listening to it again, started adding it into my my daily routine, whether that's in the morning or in the afternoon or just before I go to bed. Just having that sort of slight connection to what I know was was necessary for me. And I'm grateful for that. And I think the point I'm trying to make here is we all have things in our lives that we need. A, we need. B, we sometimes feel ashamed of because it's our way of coping, our way of getting through our day to day. But we have to remember that not everyone is the same. Just like some people might not like fish, some people might not like olives, some people might not like avocado. That doesn't make us bad people, it just makes us unique. And it identifies our preferences. So just like the fact that everyone has different tastes in music, people have different ways of slowing down and centering themselves. I had a conversation last week as well with somebody about the importance of meditation, but also the misconception behind meditation. And I said to this person, you know, do you meditate? Have you meditated before? And they said, they're not sure how they find, you know, sitting in a cross-legged position with their thumb and index finger together on the side of their legs, sitting in an upright posture is, is a hard thing to do if you're in a park or on a bus, can't necessarily do that. And I said, well, meditation isn't necessarily that stereotypical image that we have in our head meditation could be simply sitting in the park and listening to the birds and the trees meditation could be lying on your bed listening to your favorite artist and a lot of people will tell you what meditation is and what meditation isn't but i think what's important is that we need to be told what meditation is for somebody else so meditation for me is being able to slow my mind down and not necessarily think of nothing, 
but allow those thoughts to float around, if you will, and not let your intentions or your being be controlled by your thoughts, but rather just letting them float around and watching them. Not even categorizing them, just letting them flow in between one another and understanding them and where they come from and being calm. And if you let them float around and don't allow them the power to control your mind, then you gain control over them and you start to de-stress. And that's such a beautiful feeling in that moment when you know you've got five projects coming up in the next three weeks and that's all you've been thinking about every day. And when you take a moment for yourself, you know that they're there. The thoughts are still in your head about those five projects, but you just let them be. You don't think about the details, you don't think about who's involved, you don't think about what's coming, you simply just let them be. And be grateful for that, be grateful for the opportunity to sit and, and be with yourself. Solitude is just as powerful, or if not even more powerful, than time spent with other people. Because we, we, we get to look ourselves in the eye. Or eyes. <laughs> We're not cyclopses, so we, we get to look ourselves in the eyes and we get to speak with ourselves spiritually and understand what do we need, what do we desire, what sort of energy and frequency are we trying to attract. And from that gratitude, we are then able to stand firm, love ourselves and move forward. And that's, that's that for me today, to be quite frank. I just wanted to touch on a couple of things that I've been feeling in the moment, but look forward to some upcoming episodes. I have some very, very cool guests lined up. I know I've said this a few times before, but I'm actually making it happen. So keep, keep on the lookout for that. Um, might even be recording one tomorrow, so... We're going to get the ball rolling with these podcasts again, getting them coming out a lot more frequently like I used to, probably once a week, try push for twice a week, but we'll see how that goes. At the end of the day, it's what, what, what I feel and, and the necessity that comes from it. So for those who listened, I really appreciate you. I send my love, I send my energy to you and I trust that you will remain grateful for the things that you have in your life every single day when you wake up out of bed and you put yourself on the right foot forward and make it happen. And with that being said, namaste, never forget, Kensha. <laughs>